it's another grand and fine morning out there. Welcome to the Shadron Berean Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Justin, and I have another devotional for us. This one is called Athletes in Christ, Receiving and Passing the Baton of Gospel Ministry. Uh, one of the most, I think, impressive aspects of the early church that we studied in Acts this Sunday, when I when I say the early church, I'm pretty much saying the first church. It's like the early, early church. But uh, I think the most impressive aspect was their continual devoting themselves uh, to the apostles' teaching. This church was hungry for the apostolic word of God, and that is a sure sign of a spirit-filled church. Right, a spirit-filled church is a is a church that uh, studies the Word of God. It's a Bible-studying church. The first thing you should look for, like I said, is you know when you're looking for a home church, is you look for a church that carries their Bibles, opens their Bibles regularly, and uh, sticks close to the text. That's what the Bereans of Acts 17:11 were known for: searching the Scriptures to see if what the Apostle Paul was telling them was true. They searched the scriptures. And just like the early church, um, and we need to be serious about understanding the Word of God for ourselves. And, and it's not only for ourselves, it's for the next generation who follows. Okay? For the next generation. We're like, we need to think of ourselves, I think, more like a relay team passing a baton where each generation, each runner has to do their part. Uh, when you study the letter of 2 Timothy, you catch a glimpse of this principle. Paul is writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy 2, verses 1 through 7, and he uses a few analogies uh, to depict the Christian life. And one of them I want us to focus on in particular is the athlete analogy, something that Paul used often. He uh, he knew people liked their sports. He, they liked their Olympic Olympic games and Isthmian games in Corinth. And so he would he would use uh, illustrations that they could relate to. But Second um, Timothy two one says, "You therefore, my son, uh, he's a son in the faith to the apostle Paul. You therefore, my son, be strong, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men." who will be able to teach others also. Suffer hardship with me. Uh, your translation might say endure hardship with me as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier in active service entangles himself in the affairs of everyday life so that he may please the one who enlisted him as a soldier. Also, if anyone competes as an athlete, he does not win the prize unless he competes according to the rules. The hard-working farmer ought to be the first to receive his share of the crops. Consider what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. And so Timothy, uh, one of the things you notice is that Timothy is hes part of a spiritual heritage that has been passed down to him by his grandmother Lois and his mother Eunice. And you find that in chapter 1, verse 5. Um, Paul had also invested a lot in this young man's life and... Uh, 
state, I guess these three have, in, in a sense, passed on the baton to Timothy. And now Timothy, he's grown up, he's still a young man, but he's being asked to step up and step forward in the call to ministry. And you even catch a glimpse of his ordination in chapter 1, verse 6. And uh, so he is like this athlete in a relay race, in a relay race that's being asked to now pass on the baton that he has received. And Paul refers to this baton uh, as the things which you've heard from me uh, in the presence of many witnesses. The things which you've heard. Uh, in verses 13 and 14 of chapter 1, he says, he calls this um, his the standard of sound words. The standard of sound words or the treasure. Uh, your translation again might say the, the good deposit. But what Paul is referring to when he talks about this, like the, the treasure, the good deposit, uh, the standard is is his teaching, basically the body of his gospel teaching. And uh, it's interesting to think there's at least five generations in view here, five runners. You've got Christ who entrusted the body of gospel teaching to Paul, who entrusted it to Timothy, who is going to entrust it to other faithful men who can teach others. And so I guess we we could be considered the other faithful men here because we're in this long line of truth that's been passed down from, you know, from, from Paul to others, to others, to others. And so we're all living links in this chain. And every believer, I think, should think of themselves as athletes in Christ, uh, responsible both for receiving the gospel baton and passing it on in some way. I mean, no matter what our gifting is, or our talents are, wherever we're at in the church, whatever we are, um, whatever we do, somehow, in some way, we are responsible to pass this thing on. And the sad context of Second Timothy reveals that there's actually a tendency to drop the baton. Uh, in chapter 1, verse 15, it's Hermogenes and, and Phagellus who have turned away from Paul. In chapter 4, at the end of the book, it's Demas who has deserted Paul out of a love for this present world. And in chapters 3 and 4, Paul prophetically, uh, he, there's a large portion of scripture here where Paul prophetically cautions Timothy about the last days of the church when people will want to have their ears tickled. They don't want to listen to the truth. They'll want to hear what they want to hear rather than listen to the truth. And so Timothy is being asked to preach the word of God in a world that doesn't always want to hear it, but Timothy must not bend because it's the word of God that people need. And this is why you have uh, one of the clearest affirmations of Scripture's inspiration in 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17, where, where Paul says it's, it's God-breathed. Uh, scripture is God-breathed, and it's profitable uh, in, in, for, for man to to equip him, to keep make him fully equipped, and it's something you need to stick to in every season. I think uh, in a world like this with tickling, itching ears, um, we've got to stick to the Word of God or we're going to drop the baton. Paul says stick to the Word of God because it's uh, you don't, if you don't, you don't compete according to the rules, then you'll be disqualified, right? Another way to drop the baton to be disqualified by not doing life and ministry according to the Word of God. But uh, what is this going to require? How are we going to do this? How are we going to pass this baton on other than knowing 
you know, the facts about it. Well, we've got to endure. Endurance. That may be the key word for this entire book of Second Timothy. It comes up more than once. He says, endure hardship with me. Uh, join with me in suffering for the gospel. Uh, again, that might be the key word. Be- and, and you think about that in relation to all of these three analogies. And uh, you see it. Every soldier has to endure. Every farmer has to endure with patience. All sorts of things. And the athlete, he's got to endure. He's got to run. And uh, sometimes go against everything in his mind and his body that is telling him to quit. Um, you got to keep your eyes on the prize uh, every single one of these, the soldier, farmer, and the athlete expect that they're going to have to endure. I mean, when they sign up for it, they go into it with that mindset. And that way, they won't get mad and, and give up when things get difficult or when it gets hard. But let's ask ourselves, how are we going to endure now? Is it just by pulling ourselves up by our own bootstraps? Is it by gritting our teeth and bearing it? No, Paul says this in verse 1, it's by the supernatural strength in Christ supernatural strength in Christ. And more precisely, verse 1 says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Be strong. Find your strength in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. He will empower you. I mean, Paul's not even telling Timothy that you're going to have to be strong in preaching grace. He's saying to him that you entered this race by grace through faith in Christ. Uh, You see that in chapter 1, verse 9. You entered by grace through faith in Christ, and so you're going to continue on by grace through faith in Christ as well. That's where you're going to find your strength to endure in receiving the baton. And that does take endurance uh, to learn, to sit and to learn and to receive instruction and then to pass it on. He says you've got to depend on God's grace. God has grace for salvation, and God has grace for service, both for power and for pardon. Pardon and power. Remember, we can do nothing without Him. We've got to depend on Him. And um, let's remember this as we go about uh, day-to-day, day ministry. Let's keep our eyes on the prize to come, uh, the future rewards of faithfully Uh, passing on the baton. The soldier, look at all three of them also have rewards. The soldier pleases the one who enlisted him. The farmer receives a share of the crop and the athlete wins the prize. 